Patriots get set to open their season one week from tomorrow in Miami against the Dolphins, and things continue to slip slide away for the Boston Red Sox. This is the Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. Patriots have a lot of work to do between now and their season open against the Miami Dolphins on September the 11th in Miami. That is clear. Patriots made some cuts this week. A couple surprises here and there amongst the veterans let go by the Patriots, but overall, not too much in regard to surprises uh, with the Patriots' cuts. I talked with the head coach of the Patriots, Bill Belichick, about where things sit hitting, heading into the regular season and the process that goes into determining who gets cut and who stays. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Good, Chris. How are we doing? Good. Um, following the Raiders game, you talked about your concerns about consistency, execution, and performance. Do you feel that this time of year that that is generally a problem of teams, or do you feel that it's abnormal for this group as compared to perhaps previous seasons? Well, each team's different, uh, so I, I don't think there's a, a consistent theme from year to year. Players change and, and um, circumstances change and so forth, so... Each year has its own unique um, aspects of that. But, yeah, I think generally speaking that that's some some parts of your team are further ahead than others uh, from the players to the experience of the players uh, working together. So players that have worked together over multiple years are from a communication standpoint and familiarity standpoint are generally speaking ahead of those who have had less time together. So that's, and that's again, true with every team, new players, there's a practice element, there's a preseason game element, but it's different in the regular season when teams are game planning for you and they're making um, adjustments and recognition and identification and, and, and clearly better players on the field. Um, it's just making more of a problem. So, yeah, there's some areas that we have pretty good experience at, and then there's other areas that we have less experience at that we'll gain as we go. Just on cuts and the business side of things, obviously people see it as being very cut and dry. But personally, as a head coach, do cuts weigh on you given what these guys have done over the last couple of weeks? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, everybody knows what the situation is when we go into it. We have 90 players. We go to 53. 37 of the 90 can't be on the team. Whichever 37 they are or aren't, that's another conversation. But 37 of the 90 can't make the 53-man roster. So, um, and and we all know that this is a production business and it's it's very competitive and when you join the National Football League, you know what that's going to be. You're one of 90. You have to earn a spot as one of the 53. Um, so there's no new rules, ground rules. There's, no, there's nothing new there. Um, the actual process is very uh, difficult for uh, all of us, um, myself, uh, certainly assistant coaches who have established a, a close relationship with their players and respect for their players um, because of their effort, work ethic, uh, and commitment that they make to the team. But ultimately, 37 of those 90 players can't be with the team 
So um, it's always difficult to talk to those players about the fact that they've done a lot, they've contributed a lot, they've worked hard, they've put a lot into it, but 37 of the 90 or now 27 of the 90 with the roster being at 80 are not are not going to be on the 53-man roster. So that that is difficult. It's it's difficult for the players. I'm sure all their family, friends, um, and so forth, you know, hear the news, contact them, and so forth like that. There's a, a hard part of dealing with that. Um, the flip side of that is 53 players with a 16-man practice squad puts you at 69, so it's called 70. Uh, so now there are, let's call it, 10 players that, again, players could come from other teams and so forth, but just in round numbers, the the 27 really is a little closer to 10. It'll be more than 10, but a little closer to 10 than the 27 because those players, um, potentially, there'll be players that will be asked to be on the practice squad, which will enable them to continue their career and their development in the National Football League, just not on the 53-man roster. So that's a little bit of a bridge in the whole process. Um, I don't think any player would see that as good news, um, but it's not as bad as not being on the roster. So it's some it's some kind of a bridge in between. Um, and, and honestly, for some players, practice squad is, is a realistic um, goal for them. It, at the initial stage of the process, you know, at the 90 when they came to the team, whenever that was, training camp or draft or spring or whenever, that just being on the roster, being able to continue to develop their skills, knowing that they're not quite ready in the short run, but they have long-term potential, that's, that, that's realistic too. Uh, in some cases. So long answer to your question. Some players we have to move on from. Um, some players, there may be uh, an opportunity on the practice squad, not on the 53-man roster. And then, of course, all that is subject to the player's individual situation, whether he's a vested veteran and terminates as a free agent or whether he's subject to the waivers. And, um, and we'll see what happens on that on Wednesday but when the other teams respond to the waiver wire uh, with potential claims. So, but it's, it's a difficult time for players, the head coach, and, and I would say this position coaches and other members of the organization who have established, you know, relationships with the players through whatever uh, roles they have with the trainers, equipment, people, operations, and so forth, PR, you name it. Red Sox continue to stumble towards the finish line in their regular season. They're at home this weekend against the Rangers before heading to Tampa to take on the Rays for Labor Day. And they know that's a big winning streak down the stretch here. And the more they lose, the bigger the winning streak has to be. But a big winning streak down the stretch here, say winning you know, 24 of their final 30 games, could put them in the postseason. So the math is still there. But as we've seen with the Red Sox over the last several weeks – they started to even get healthier. It's not about when it could happen. It's more about the if. And the if is, can they actually do this? And the answer seems to be most definitely no. When it comes to the bullpen, uh, when it comes to getting timely hitting, their defense, the Red Sox are just not a very good baseball team. 
but there is still a glimmer of hope in regard to mathematics and statistics and the opportunity being possible, although it is so, so unprobable, it would appear at this point. I talked with, or improbable, I talked with Kike Hernandez about that. Kike, just your sense as to where things are at for this group five weeks to go in the season. It feels like you're starting to get healthy. Obviously, you're in a big hole. What's your sense about where things are at for the group? Uh, things are at where the standings are at. Um, we know uh, we dug ourselves in this hole, so, you know, uh, with four or five weeks left, we just got to hope that we get to the level of baseball that we know that we're more than capable of playing and, you know, hopefully get on a really, really hot stretch to where we make things interesting. You know, we, we can only control what we can control, and that's our own path. And, you know, we can't really worry about the, this, you know, the scoreboard, the standings and all that. We just got to take care of business, do what we do. And, you know, as long as we win most of the games that we have left, we're going to have a chance. So uh, I know it's going to be uphill because there's a lot. We're not just following one team. We're following, like, five. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. We're, we're here at this point, and we're not going to back down. We're going we're gonna to embrace where we're at, and, you know, we're, we're going we're gonna to stride for, for be the best that we can, and hopefully we can, we can make things interesting. From a mental standpoint, how do you approach that, knowing that you have to do it on a day-in, day-out basis and keep focused on that day? But as you mentioned, you need a big win streak here. You need one quickly. So how do you, how do you approach that collectively? I mean – doing it sensing that you know we're starting to play better baseball last two days here you know uh we didn't necessarily play bad baseball last six games or so but things didn't go our way so uh you know now that we're we're getting on a on a little bit of a hot streak offensively uh you know hopefully we can uh we can carry on and you know finish finish strong the guys that need to get hot get hot and you know make a push do you feel like the offense can carry this team down the stretch of the season now that we have a little more length of the lineup with you back? Seems like your timing's better. Obviously, Trevor's coming back, and he's going to be going through kind of some of the same stuff you were early on. But do you sense with a, a lineup that's more extended that the big three will maybe take a little weight off themselves? Yeah, no question. You know, uh, I don't think necessarily those guys were pressuring more than, than, than usual. You know, those guys have high expectations of themselves. Uh, you know the fact that things haven't been haven't clicked for us really all year long offensively is, you know, yeah. I mean, if if their numbers were where where they usually are, we might look a little different. But you know, aside from those three, you know, the rest of the lineup has to do their job, and we we haven't really been able to do that all season. And hopefully this this gets into one of those hot streaks, and you know, uh, lineup carried us last year, and I know that we're more than capable of doing it again this year. Home run for you Saturday against the Rays. Seems like you're putting together more consistent at-bats. Is that the way you feel as well? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, I I missed two and a half months, and it's basically it was basically spring training all over again. I only had, you know, instead of having a month and a half of spring training, I only had four games in double-A, and I knew that, uh, you know, it was nothing was going to be uh, peaches and cream. As soon as I got back, you know, it was going to be a – a process and I knew that I had to be patient with myself and you know it's something that I've been telling me telling myself since you know since I was planning my 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 rehab assignment and all this it's just understanding the situation and understanding that 
I'm, I'm playing catch up here, you know, with the pitching the way it is these days, you know, and I mean, I'm starting to feel better and hopefully uh, that, that translates, that keeps translating on the field and hopefully I can do my part and which, you know, get on base, drive guys in and, you know, keep the line moving and, you know, hopefully I can, I can keep like, you know, get hot here and then finish strong and hopefully we can make a push. Final thing, I mean, this group was so close to the World Series last year. You guys really like each other. But there's so many guys that are not under contract going into next season. So is there a feeling here that you also kind of have to show what this group can do down the stretch? And that type of winning streak may say to, you know, folks in the front office, this, we need to bring back a lot of these guys. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stand here and talk about, you know, contract situations and stuff because I'm one of them involved. But, you know, I think we uh, we viewed it that way and at the beginning of the season I kind of like seen it as a last dance kind of thing and obviously things didn't work out the way we wanted to to start off the year and you know we are here now so uh we just gotta I, th- I think aside from that we just gotta find find ourselves you know and and, and find who we are as a team because you know I know that it's late August and we played majority of the season already but unfortunately we haven't played the way that we can and you know it's up to us to to prove what's the rest of the season that what's happened so far through like 130 games or whatever we have played so far that that's not who we are and just you know it was uh that snowball effect of playing bad and you know snowballing all, all the way over to to the end of august here but hopefully we can we can get in a stretch and you know be one of the better teams in baseball in, in september also spoke with the red sox alex verdugo how does it feel for you at the plate right now? It feels it seems like you're hitting the ball to all fields. You're putting it down the left field line. You're hitting the ball strong up the middle. What's it like? How would you describe how you're how, how you're feeling right now? I feel good. You know, I feel like um, staying within myself. You know, not trying to do too much, uh, and you know, just giving myself the best opportunity to see a ball over the plate and. Uh, right now, you know, just making good swings, you know, pitch decisions good. So it's just, you know, we're rolling right now, and thing is, you got to just keep going. Looks like that's carrying over into the field, too, where you're playing a great right field, going back on the ball, making a dive and catch here in the Saturday game. How do you see things there, and how much, how much comfort do you feel playing right field? I, I feel very comfortable in any position, really. Uh, I think left has been my best position so far, and I think right, you know, is like, feel like I'm not like I'm a natural right fielder so when I get out there it's it's fun it's a little bit different at this part because uh you know when the ball's hit and left it's just if it's over your head you just play it off the monster you know here it's like I'm actually able to run and and, you know hopefully like you know track down some balls run some balls down so it's nice to have some extra space to kind of you know, make some plays. That's what I was going to ask you about because it feels like perhaps, you know, if the fan's watching that you have more space, you're able to make a dive and catch it. We go back on the ball a little bit more where left field, you're condensed and it's, okay, how is he going to play the ball off the wall? Those funny hops at times. So you maybe can't shine as much in left playing here as opposed to playing in right field where you're allowed to, you know, shine a little bit more with the more, with more space. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, that's, that's pretty accurate, you know, just in left it's, uh, I mean, Everybody knows that that wall, that wall is really close. So you know, when a ball's hit in front of you, people are not necessarily going to take that extra base. You know, and and right, they know you got a lot of space. So you know, you get a chance to show off your legs. You know, show off your arm a little bit. So uh, it's been fun out there. One of the major problems the Red Sox bullpen at this point is really only two guys you can rely upon on a night in night out basis, and that is Garrett Whitlock 
and John Schreiber. Here's Whitlock. One of the most enjoyable guys to watch in the big leagues is uh, Garrett Whitlock. And I'm curious, you know, when you look at this season, what have been the areas where you feel like you've grown you know, the most? And obviously, you know, with adversity comes a lot of lessons at times, too. And I'm curious, you know, what this season's been like for you from that perspective. Yeah, mostly uh, just kind of feeling, um, you know, like what, what gets my lower half right and everything, you know, going through the hip injury, uh, just kind of figuring out, you know, like what makes my lower half feel good and like getting all that uh, ironed out. A lot of times fans, you know, when they think about pitching, it's basically like the upper body. But how important in your view is the lower body and what did you have to kind of figure out in regard to making sure that was right so the upper body was where you wanted it to be? Yeah, I mean, pitching starts from the ground up, and so uh, it was just kind of, you know, focusing and focusing on that and, you know, making sure I had my – mostly just getting my hip healthy. That was a big thing. Are you at a point now where you feel like you're totally there body-wise, or is there still, you know, some lingering effects? I don't think you're ever going to be there totally body-wise. You always gotta, you're always going to be working on stuff. You're always going to be, you know, trying to get better and everything, and, you know, there's always something that you can do to, to get better. In terms of the the team overall, like how do you view things at, at this point, where guys have had difficulty kind of pinpointing why you're in this situation that you currently are, but feel optimistic about the fact that yeah, there's still season left. So how do you kind of analyze where you know, the team sits here with uh, a little over 35 games to go? You always just take it day by day. You know, today you've got one game. You try and go one and zero on the day, and you, you'll deal with tomorrow when you get there. And you don't look at what has happened. You don't look at anything like that. You just take with what's uh what's right there in front of you there's obviously been different roles that you've been in this year um how has that kind of uh helped your growth and do you feel you know that there's been benefit to you know, trying different aspects of things you've always kind of been you know jack of all trades they pitch the way alex has used you but you started more this year obviously than previous seasons how do you feel about your overall usage yeah i mean i'll i'll throw whenever ac wants me to throw um, and that's the thing is I, I try and go out there with the same mindset no matter what the situation is, like tie ball game and, you know, just trying to fill up the zone and uh, get quick outs. We've talked before about your composure, and Alex points a lot to, you know, the moment in the wild card game where like, everybody's going crazy around you and you have, like, this very still, um, you know, attitude about you in that moment. What do you... Like, how do you get? What do you get joy from in regard to you know the game and and pitching? Like, do you? What do you? What do you draw from most in regard to enjoying the at the game? What I enjoy most is seeing my teammates like happy. That's the biggest thing is you know seeing my teammates have joy and everything like that. That's what I enjoy most. You know, for me, it's not you know what I do or anything like that. It's just kind of you know like that wild card game like I took a second just kind of stood back and looked at my teammates faces looked at you know how the crowd was going everything like that and just kind of taking in those moments rather than you know thinking about anything I've done so you feel basically like when you're on the mound you have a job to do basically and you execute and that's it but you can take a step back like when obviously you're close to Tanner you see Tanner have success or any of these other guys and that's like those are the moments that stand out to you the most yeah so like when I'm on the mound it's more like all right what am I doing what's my plan how do I execute and then go about it that way but then like when I just get to sit and watch that's what I like to do you know I like to see you know, like you said, like Tanner, when he's going about his business, you know, I love to watch that and I love to watch the joy he has and everything. So that's what I take most out of out of the game. Trevor Story returned from injury a week ago. 
Red Sox fans certainly excited to see Trevor Story back in the lineup. And for you, what's this process been like, and uh, how hard has it been to be away from the team during this time? Yeah, it's been you know, it's been a grind. You know, it's been long. Uh, you know, feeling to me, um, just a little bit frustrating as well early on, just kind of not knowing you know what was going on, and um, you know then learning later about you know what it really was, and just kind of. Uh, you know, once we once we figured out the plan and what we were doing going forward, then I could get behind that and mentally just attack that. And um, you know, since then, you know, I feel I feel really good about it. So uh, happy to be back. Yeah, I remember we were at Yankee Stadium and you felt like it was going to be a short term type of thing. You're working out, and that was probably about five weeks ago now. And then obviously things changed. So what what changed? And are you comfortable now that okay everything's good? Because that's obviously a really important part of your your body for your profession. Yeah, no, it is, and I think that's you know. We had to respect the respect the injury and res, kind of respect the timetable for it to heal. And as hard as that is, we had to do it. But um, yeah, you know, in New York, I just remember, you know, you know, we we thought maybe I could play in the next few days. But as kind of that week progressed, it just wasn't getting any better at all. And that's when um, the hesitation kind of set in. And then once we uh, really figured it out, then you know, it made more sense. So what is your kind of goal here over the last five weeks of the season? Do you have any restrictions? What are you, you know, looking to, to accomplish? You're just going to feel comfortable, obviously, coming off solid rehab, and things look good for you at this point. Yeah, just, uh, oh, man, up here, it's, you know, it's about winning, and that, that's really it. You know, just try to get in as many wins as we can here this last, you know, little over a month and try to make that push for, you know, a wild card spot. I think that's really the only goal that we have, and, um, yeah, I think you got to be – uh, realistic with kind of the load that I take here, you know, mm-hmm. after having six weeks off. And um, so there will be days built in to have off, I believe. And um, But, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're full go right now. In talking to the guys, nobody can really seem to, you know, pinpoint what's happened, you know, this year. Because there are moments where guys look really good. There are moments where, you know, obviously things have been difficult. And there's a lot of talent, obviously, in this group. Some guys point to injuries. And is there a reason in your view why things just haven't, clicked is it the injuries is it something you know that's kind of intangible um yeah i think injuries certainly play a part of it you know but i feel like every team goes through that you know that's not um that's not something to to really lean on but i think you know just simply we've been inconsistent you know i think um we haven't played you know the way that we know we can on a consistent basis and i think it's as simple as that and uh you know that's it's tough when you look at the the talent that we have, and you look at the you know experience that we have too. And um, but you know it's not over, and we, and we feel like we uh, we're still alive. Yes, yeah, so again, the Red Sox certainly mathematically alive at this point in time, but uh, not looking great in regard to the team making the playoffs. Rangers in this weekend, then they go to Tampa next home series for the Red Sox will be against the New York Yankees, who have been floundering themselves that'll be on the 13th and 14th so lots still to come we're in that time period right now we're waiting for the nfl to start we're gonna have uh, some hockey getting started soon as well with the bruins heading to training camp then beginning the preseason and celtics around the corner as well some football as well getting started unh played their first game against monmouth this past thursday and uh, college football big game tonight as notre dame takes on Ohio State. Today, BC begins their season as well. BC football team taking on Rutgers. I am Chris Ryan. Thanks so much for joining us here for the Press Pass.
This is the show that brings you into the locker rooms and gives you the best conversations with our Boston athletes and some of the best athletes across the country. The Press Pass. I am Chris Ryan. Thanks for joining us.